Hello, one and all, and welcome to the podcast we call The Fantastical with myself, Stephen Espelm. In the podcast, where I invite my guests to come on, talk to me all about their musical taste, their memories, their experiences, and they get to collect their fantasy festivals, which I have christened Fantasticals. We are now on episode number 115. And first of all, I hope everyone had a very Merry Christmas and a very Happy New Year. And what a year of gigs and music and podcast 2023 looks like being. It's a very exciting time and I hope everyone is well out there. So time to crack on and introduce the guest on this 115th episode of the Fantastical Podcast. And late last year, I kept seeing my guest's name floating about. So I decided I'd give him a listen. So I gave his excellent Journey to the Sun album a listen. And I must confess, I absolutely loved it. I was blown away by it. And I targeted him to be my first guest of 2023. And here he is. So ladies and gentlemen, it's singer-songwriter. It's the one and only, it's Mr. Dean Dovey. Hello, mate. You are Mate, all good. I'm so glad to have the podcast back and to have you on as my first guest uh, in 2023, Dean. Looking forward to hearing all about your tastes and your fantasy festival and talking all about that amazing album. But I always like to check in with my guests. January can be a tough month for people out there. It's, you know, a blue time for some. I always want to make sure and check in with people. So, Dean, mate, first question. How are you, mate? <laughs> I've been better. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Joe, Jan- uh, I think I did a tweet today title january's pants uh, yeah that's pretty much where i'm at <laughs> yeah it's bit... i can't wait to get out of january to be honest and Not... then out of february and march and uh, get a bit of sun back yeah it'd be nice one it'd be nice to get back into spring so hopefully um we go there so dean i obviously gave you a brief introduction spoke about your music a bit but tell us a bit more about dean dovey like who is dean what does dean like to do in his spare time and what does he do so first of all i'm a family man so, uh, you know, got kids, got a wife, house, bills to pay and all that. And, uh, you know, day job. When I can, I'll try and get on the guitar. Not too often, but I, I tend to go through spurts, really. I can I can not play guitar for a while and then I'll be on it for quite a bit. I do, uh, I'm in a covers band. So I do that every every other weekend. We'll do a few gigs in pubs, stuff like that. Other than walking the dog. That's about it, really. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, quite boring, really. I suppose. No, not boring at all. So, Dean, how did you get into playing playing a guitar? How how did your musical journey begin? About uh, twelve years ago, uh, I picked up a guitar. Um, I had a lot of time on my hands. I'd split up with my uh, ex missus at the time, so I had a lot of time spare. Picked up a guitar, and uh, I went to college, Tamworth College, where they just taught you how to just to play tunes, really. Um, I just went from there, really, and then I, I was like, I just all I wanted to do at the time was was um, play live in a pub, just play a few tunes, you know, a few covers. That was my goal, and, and I managed to achieve that. Uh, and then um, I wanted to write songs, but nothing would come out. And then not long after the birth of my daughter, it just started to flow, really, I, just out of nowhere. It was quite weird, actually. You know, one day I couldn't write a bloody song, and then the next day it just started to flow out. It was weird. Not that there were the first ones, you know, not that were that great. Uh, although Borrowed Time, which is on the album, was in the first batch uh, of tunes I ever wrote. And so uh, that was when I think, oh, actually, I might be all right, actually. I might be able to do something half decent. <laughs> so you just, just keep going. That was a great tune, to be fair. That's on the album that we'll talk about shortly. But in terms of like songwriting, who who are your influences? Who, who do you look to? Where do you try and base your sound from? So I wouldn't have got into music if it wasn't for... 
Live Forever uh, by Oasis. That was the song that really woke me up. I wasn't really into music before then. And then the song that made me, um, you know, inspired me to pick up a guitar and want to write was Lucky Man by The Verve. Uh, I just remember seeing that video where he's um, looking over the Thames and uh, he just, you know, they're all, all his band there and they look really cool. That was that was the moment where I thought, I want to do that. Um, so, yeah, a lot, a lot of my inspirations from Richard Ashcroft and Noel Gallagher. But, you know, I like, I like a lot of old music. I like a lot of 70s disco. Uh, I like, I've got quite a varied taste, really. I like 80s music. So, I think one of my favourite bands is The Doors. Um, I was really heavily into them at one point. But, yeah, I've got very varied tastes, you know. Um, I could be, on Sunday, I can put 50s do-wop music on, or I could put some 70s on, a bit of Engelbert, Umpadick, um, um, stuff like that, you know. <laughs> I'll, sing, I'll just sing my head off, you know, anything. Exactly. How it's, uh, but, exactly. yeah, mainly um, Noel Gallagher and Richard Ashcroft, I'd say, Great uh, stuff. is my inspiration. I think you can hear some of that. In definitely in some of the songs that I've listened to, which is which is a compliment that you managed to kind of do do them justice. So I spoke about the album Journey to the Sun that's recently released or late last yeah. year, ten yeah. tracks. Before that, you had quite a few EPs. So I guess tell us about how the album started to kind of t- take shape and and the journey of that album, so to speak. Uh, well, I was I was in an original band uh, which, and we split up. Uh, we we had an album out. It was pretty good, actually. It was uh, very uh, influ- it was influenced by um, Stone Roses and the Who. Um, I've still got I've still got loads of CDs, which <laughs> somewhere in the huh. in this house somewhere. But it was actually a really good album. We were all really buzzing for it at the time. But uh, for whatever reason, it just didn't take off. So we called it a day on that one. Uh, and then uh, I had no plans really to, to be solo. Uh, I didn't know what I wanted to do, to be honest. But I knew I had all these songs. I had some of these songs on the album quite a few years old. So I knew I had some of those lying around. And then I met the producer I worked with. Uh, it just went from there, really. I didn't, even when I, I think the first song I recorded for the album was If Only, which is track two, I think. But even at that point, I didn't have plans to do an album. It was just, I'm just going to do a track, release, do another track, release, and just do that. And I think I had five singles, and I thought, hang on a minute, if I could just get another five done quickly, I've got an album here. Um, and so that's how it went, really. So, it t- you know, it took a long time to do, really. About two years, really, it took to do. But then, you know, I haven't really got, I haven't got a lot of time on my hands, really. So it's just whenever I could fit it in. But then the, the last, the second half of the album, that went really quick, really. I got that done in, I think I did a track every month. Uh, so, so that was how it was, really. I didn't... Um, it wasn't, wasn't a plan to be an album at first. It just sort of developed into that uh, as I got halfway through. Gotta say, it sounds like a very like the album flows really well. If you see what I mean, like it's a really yeah, strong yeah. start, and it just it just nicely goes, and then really kind of lifts off at at the end. Like the end wants you leaving more. So like yeah, you get yeah. to the last track, yeah. and it comes back in, and you're like, oh, this is cool, and then it finishes. You're like, oh, where's yeah, yeah. you know? But I must commend you at ten excellent songs. Yeah. So if anyone is unaware of where to find your music, Dean. Where can people find your music? Uh, it's on all the usual sites, you know, Spotify, Amazon, uh, what's the other one? Apple. You know, all of them. There's loads of them now, isn't there? Yeah. It's, yeah. It's quite I, a I looked at, I looked at uh, on my distro kid who, who, who put my music out with and like, the, shows you the list of all the, the things I've put it out to and you're like, never heard of them. Hmm. Who are them? 
you know, there's, there's loads of them there. And I've got my own band camp now, so I had to set my band camp up to sell me CDs. Um, so I've still got a few CDs if anybody wants to plung us uh, a tenner or whatever. I can't remember how much I'm charging now. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, I've got a few more CDs there. I'm still looking into getting some uh, vinyl copies made. So I'm still looking into that. Uh, that's so I hope, you know, hopefully that, that'll happen. I'll, I do want to see my album on vinyl, just so I can put one on the wall, you know. <laughs> I think it's pretty cool. I've got my CD, I've got my guitar over there and I've got my CD sat there on the, on the shelf, you know, so I can sit there and I'm like, look, oh, there's me. Yeah, I did that. <laughs> um, so, yeah, I'm still trying to get it on vinyl. But, yeah, Bandcamp probably, is probably the best place, the best place to get more music, I'd say. Brilliant. So if you haven't already got it, I've not heard it, go and listen to Dean's excellent album and go and buy a physical copy because you will not be sorry. Dean, any live dates floating around? I know you said you was in a covers band, but have you got any plans to, to tour, like the, the original material at all? Um, not, not as yet, no. Um, I'd like to tour it as a, a band, but I've got to find the right musicians for that. So it might be a bit tough to do that but I, I might I might try I don't know I'm not sure yet I'm a bit up in the air with things at the minute maybe it's just the January thing yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, January's making me feel a bit glum so uh, but we'll, we'll see you know I, so I, might, I might do a few acoustic gigs here and there um, I usually do that anyway play some of my tunes but we'll see might, you know I might, I might get a couple of support slots somewhere we'll see what, what happens Great stuff. Look forward to seeing where this year takes you in terms of live stuff. So I think you spoke a bit about the music like you listened to um, earlier. So let me take you to what you're listening to now, Dean. Is there any you think at the moment that's on your hi-fi, whether that's a new artist or an old artist, whether a new album or old album that you listen to at the moment or you keep going back to at all? I always go back to, um, I do like Marvin Gaye, um, What's Going On. I think that's one of the best albums ever. I'm still listening to. I'll say I've got a lot of, I don't tend, I listen to a lot of playlists, like a lot of playlists that I create. So when I'm doing the kitchen and I'm cooking me uh, rice for the curry and what have you, and singing me head off to my playlist, you know, they've got, oh, I've got loads of different, I've got me indie playlists and I've got me 70s disco playlists, I've got me 80s playlists, you know, all kinds, you know, so I listen to all kinds of stuff. I'd say if there's anything current, I do like uh, Blossoms, I think they're pretty cool. But I think that's about it, really. I don't, I don't listen to a lot of new, new music. I don't know why. Maybe I'm just getting old and grumpy. <laughs> maybe it's January. Who knows? Yeah, maybe. yeah, it's a January thing, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> so I've been listening to. Uh, I've got like some really favourite artists. Two of mine have kind of come together. Whereas Ryan Adams has covered a Bruce Springsteen album in its entirety, Nebraska. Oh, I do like actually, actually. Now you mention, I do like Ryan Adams. Uh, I've got a few of his songs in my place. So I was looking at going to uh, see him. He's on tour soon, isn't he? Yeah, in he's, in, he's in tour in April. I'm lucky enough to um, be seeing him at the Palladium. But he's just released a full covers album of Bruce Springsteen album, Nebraska. And I think yeah. he's about to drop What's the Story, Morning Glory in full as another cover album. So his thing at the moment is doing whole albums and making them available on his website and on Spotify. So I think hopefully soon you'll be able to hear uh, Ryan Adams doing a full cover of Oasis What's the Story Morning Glory but in a very different style to what you know most of those upbeat loud G chord songs he's pretty, pretty talented that bloke, that bloke isn't he yeah I, I, I was looking to go and see him live actually I might have to revisit that I think I forgot 
forgot yeah. all about it. Um, but yeah, he did a pretty good job on Wonderwall, didn't he? Fantastic job on Wonderwall. So I'm, yeah, I'm intrigued to see where he takes what's the story in his in his own special way. So Dean, let me take you back then a few years. I always like to talk to guests about their first records or their first <laughs> singles and their first music buying experience. Do you remember that experience for you and what, what record or single you bought? Uh, my first my first single was when I was still at school and it was a, a song by uh, Deacon Blue and it was on the vinyl. I don't even know why I bought it actually. I think I was just trying to get into music because I, I wasn't, I, when I was really young, I was not into music at all. I think it was called Wages Day, I think. And uh, I've always thought, you know, you know when you speak to people and you go, what was your first record? And like my mate over the road, he, uh, oh yeah, it was uh, T-Rex, 20th Century Boy. And you think, oh, that's a great, that's a great first single, isn't it? What did you buy? Oh, Wages Day by Deacon Blue. And you're like, who? <laughs> that it? But yeah, I didn't, I didn't really have a clue what I was doing. So I think uh, the first, it must have been um, definitely maybe when it was the first one I bought the album. Um, sing, I didn't really buy singles. I always wanted albums. I think what one of my most favourite ones I bought in that year it was uh, the first Blue Tones album, and I listened to that for months on end. Uh, it, it expecting to fly, I think it's called. Yeah, I think it's got a peacock on it, hasn't it? From what I remember, yeah, I remember that's that the being, one. Yeah, being yeah. A massive. Um, big that album. I bought that on cassette, and um, I think it'd be great to go back to cassettes because no one could be bothered to bloody uh, skip or anything. Because it was a pain, because you had to turn it over and everything, didn't you? Yeah, rewind or if fast you forward. You the same song again. You had to take it out, turn it round, fast forward, take it out, put it back again. Oh, I'm not there. Back to, and I think it just thought, for me anyway, I was like, you know what, I can't be bothered. I'm just going to listen to the whole thing. Yeah. And, uh, and I think that was when I really discovered, like, properly listening to uh, an album start to finish. There's something quite romantic in that, I think, about listening to like a full album. Because now you're right, when on Spotify or Apple, you can literally, or CD, just press a button and you can take away yeah. any songs you don't like. Where sometimes yeah. the songs that you might not affect you at all, when you first listen yeah. to an album, are the ones that actually grow on you the most. And six months later, that could be your favourite track on an album and you've got a different perspective yeah. on it. Yeah. I think my, most albums that I, I liked, the album tracks always ended up my favourites. Yeah. Yeah, uh, I think um, what was my other one I used to listen to a lot was uh, the second coming by Stone Roses. I was never into the first first uh, early stuff. I was never into it. Uh, I discovered them quite late on. Uh, the first time I discovered Stone Roses when um, Love Spreads come out, I was like, "Whoa, that's amazing!" And uh, oh yeah, I mean you heard the early stuff way better. Like, so then uh, you go back and you listen to it, you think. Nah, I want that. It's like, <laughs> I want John Squire, I want drugs. Don't wicked. <laughs> you might you may be in the minority there, Dean. I, I like both, yeah. but uh, I think you might be in the minority. I remember being uh, at Nebworth uh, to see Oasis the first time round and John Squire came out for Champagne Soup and Over and me and my yeah. mates, a bunch of sixteen year olds, were like, Who's John Squire? <laughs> we didn't like we didn't care like we didn't we didn't know we'd missed it we'd missed that era of the roses and i'd gone straight in at oasis and then it's only five ten years later when you realize who john squire is you're like bloody yeah. hell that was like quite a, a big moment in time that just went yeah. over a 16 year old's head because why why would it not i guess so yeah. dean this podcast all about you getting to collect your fancy festival are you a big fan of festivals have you been to many i've played a couple of small ones but no, I haven't. I've never got to one. I've always like, talked about going to Glastonbury, but I've just never got to it. I've never got around to doing it. Plus, the wife's not a fan of mud and dirt, so that 
probably puts us up a bit. But, uh, <laughs> she, she always uh, she always questions about about going to the toilet when you're in the middle of uh, about ten thousand people. <laughs> that kind of puts her off. Fair news. Um, but yeah, I, I I would like to do it. I think if we went now, I think we'd check the daughter, and uh, I think I'd probably just be right. You know, when you see them sometimes, they're right at the back up by the tents and they're on the hill looking over and they're all having a great time. I think uh, that'd probably be us if we did go. You never know. Maybe one day. Maybe one day we'll see yeah. you right at the back on a BBC Two or BBC One having a good old boogie yeah. to, to yeah. someone. So, again, no spoilers. Oh, you never know. I might be on the stage. Mate, you absolutely never know. You you never know what's around the corner. So, you know, I wouldn't put it past you um, with that album that you have. So, what about favourite gigs, Dean? Do you have any favourite gigs that you look back on fondly? Uh, or Oasis at Wembley, the old Wembley. Was it 2000 2001? They did. They played a, fr- a Friday night and a Saturday night, and they were going to film the Saturday night. Uh, but Saturday night they had a, uh, the brothers had arrived, and I think one walked off. But oh. I was there on the Friday, so oh. they actually used one I was at. I was um, there on the Saturday, and it was awful. Yeah, but fr- the Friday was brilliant, and uh, <laughs> Liam was having a. He was he was really on form, and. Uh, Happy Mondays were support, and they were really bad. Yeah. Like, shocking. I was like, what the fuck is this? He was awful. Sure, right. He must have been wasted. But that was brilliant. That was a brilliant gig. And we, we ended up, um, it was me and my mate went. We stayed at his, he got relatives in London somewhere. I can't remember it was. And then we went to Southend for a, a piss up. And uh, <laughs> that was quite messy. Yeah, Southend's uh, South yeah. always messy, Dean. Southend. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, that was a great weekend. That was, and uh, but quite lucky really, because as like you say, the Saturday was a bit of a balls up, wasn't it? Um, but the Friday, they were really on form, and um, Liam was brilliant on that night. Yeah, the Saturday. That was a great gig. It was weird because I remember like it was a really there were lots of rumours anyway around that time anyway that they weren't getting on, and we got we got yeah. in there really early, so we got right we got it like in the front um, standing pit like the enclosed bit, yeah. so we had that a wristband so we could leave and go back in. And it was just a horrible atmosphere. Like, I've not I've not been to many gigs where there's an atmosphere where you just felt like it could go off, like even yeah, in the yeah. crowd, like at any minute. But yeah. I appreciate you had the much better deal going on the Friday, so fair yeah. enough. <laughs> so, yeah. And uh, who else? Who else? Um, Dubs. I've seen Dead 7 a few times, and they've always been really good. I think they're such a good live band. Rick Witter is a bit of a legend. He's, he's brilliant. I've never, I've never had a, a bad Shed Seven gig. Um, I saw them recently on their last tour, and it was in Birmingham, and it was brilliant. They were really on four, really good. Yeah, they seem to have made a bit of a comeback, don't they? In the last couple of years, like they do, like a tour, like, yeah. like by yearly tour in December, and manage to fill out big venues with good support bands, and everyone loves it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm. So, like I said at the top of this podcast, this is all about getting our guests tonight, which is <laughs> Dean, to collect his fantasy festival. So Dean gets to choose any five acts one of whom must play one of their studio albums in full, and Dean gets to choose one song, an encore, which all of his five acts can perform together at the end of his fantasy festival. So, like I said, five acts, five time slots. So before we talk about your acts, Dean, very importantly, we need to give your fantasy festival a name, and we need to give it um, a venue. So, Dean, what are you going to call your fantasy festival, mate? I've, I've, I've thought about this really hard, you know, long and hard. I'm going to call it, Journey to the Sun Festival. Uh, uh, <laughs> do, do you know what? I thought I thought when I, I was walking home tonight from work and I played I started playing the album and obviously track one is Journey to the Sun and I thought that is a great name for a fantasy festival. So I'm <laughs> I'm glad you called it that. I was listening to that thinking that's a great name. 
That's a genius <laughs> name, Dean, for your fantasy festival. So we can hold I'm you. Not, I'm pissing down and it's all muddy, though. <laughs> <laughs> well, you get to dictate the venue and you can dictate the weather. So you can take us anywhere you like. I know you're a Birmingham City fan, so we've never been to St Andrews before. We can go to St Andrews if you want. We can go back to Wembley oh, Stadium. Yes. Oh, you guessed it. Are we, go, are we going to St Andrews, yeah, are we? We're all going to St Andrews, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Lovely stuff. We've been to a number of football they, grounds. They don't have many festivals at St Andrews. <laughs> well, let's have one. That's fun that played there. Might have been UB40, I think. Or Ocean Coliseum. Or might, might be UB40. Might be wrong. Great stuff. So we're going to St Andrews. Um, I don't know, it's football yeah. ground. I've seen Birmingham City play a number of times being a Leighton Orient fan, but I don't think I've ever been to St Andrews, yeah. which is probably a testament to Birmingham, actually, to be fair. But we're going to go to the blue well, and white. We, we, might have to, we might have to wait a couple of years, though, because uh, half of it's falling down at the minute. <laughs> well, let's get it done back yeah. up nicely. Let's get the sun out uh, and have yeah. uh, a lovely sunny festival. So We've got a title, we've got a venue. So before we talk about the five acts, Dean, any acts who you want to shout out who you love and like and just haven't been able to get into your Journey to the Sun Festival? Who haven't been getting it So um, I'd like to give uh, our friend uh, Sam Lumber for shout. He's a top man. He's a top man. Yeah. Uh, maybe I'll have him as uh, the tea maker. He can make the tea. <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> <laughs> I'm no, sure I'm Sam will be there. He, 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 could, he could play a few tunes at the beginning, I suppose. Yeah, Sam's a good lad. Sam's a yeah. good lad. All right, we'll let Sam in. Sam can play a few tunes before two yeah. o'clock. Then Sam's a good lad. Can allow that yeah. one. So Shed, uh, Shed Project, give them a shout. They're good. And I tell you, there's one. Uh, there's a band that I think is really going to go places this year. If not this year, the next year he's going to be a uh, dictator. Have you heard a dictator band? Had, a, really had him on, mate. I had um, I had uh, the bass player. On, he was great fun actually. I had a really good chat um, with him, and I've also had Roy on um, from the Shed Project, who I agree. Yeah. I'm looking forward to seeing the um, Shed Project. Hopefully, in London end of February, they're playing um, down here. I think on the 25th of February, which will be a really, really good gig. Uh, and Roy was great fun. And their first album, well, their only album currently is an absolute stonker uh, of ten, another ten yeah. tracks, and a great album. So looking forward to seeing them. So you've mentioned some great new acts. And uh, another band, another band as well, who. Are- I'm quite fond of his uh, Moonlight Parade. Have you heard of Moonlight Parade? Yeah, Moonlight Parade, great band. Hope to have them on um, soon, actually. They're obviously supporting Heavy North that's just been announced uh, in yeah, London. Yeah, yeah, I've seen, I've seen that, yeah. Yeah, so... That would be a pretty good gig, wouldn't it? Oh, that would be fantastic. Water Rats in London is a great, iconic venue, so to have two of those bands playing together, um, that's going to yeah. be a great show. But yeah, Moonlight Parade, another great a great act. So you can only have five. You already mentioned a few great ones who aren't going to make it in. But let's talk about the ones who have been deemed. So two o'clock, lovely sunny day at St Andrews, Journey to the Sun sold out. Who are you going to have <coughs> open your fantasy festival in? Well, I I want them to open with them, you know, a big bang, and uh, the band, the only band for that for me is the Enemy. Great shout, great shout. So the Enemy are going to open your fantasy festival. So why the Enemy then? I guess, and what what tracks would you would you want to hear from the Enemy? So you got uh, you know you're not alone, you're not alone. Got that one, the Empire. Got what it's called. Don't let the Empire fall. That one and. Uh, I can't remember the other one, but that, every time I see him, I haven't seen him live in the flesh, but every time I see him, like the telly playing live or whatever, they just, they blow me away, to be fair. I think they've uh, got so much energy. 
and the songs are good. they've got these songs that are just perfect festival songs. Yeah, certainly have. So the enemy are going to open your fantasy festival. It's the first time the enemy have been chosen um, to play a fantasy festival. So after 115 episodes, Tom and the boys uh, are playing Journey to the Sun. They're going to play from two till three. We'll take a half hour break, then we'll come back out yeah. for your super seconds act, which is going to be from half past three to half past yeah. four. So Dean, who's going to take your super seconds act? So I'm going to Shed Seven. Great shout. Great shout with Shed Seven. So I guess you've spoken a bit about Shed Seven earlier, but I guess to give you yeah. a bit more context to it, why would you want Shed Seven at your fantasy festival? I just think uh, Rick Witters is, is a great front man. Uh, they've got great songs. Uh, really, they're just a great live band. They'll, you know, en- the enemy will get everyone going and they'll keep them going. So, yeah, I, they've just got, they've got some great songs, you know. And Chasing Rainbows is a bit of a, an amp for me. Um, so definitely said seven. I've seen them quite a few times, and they've never never let anybody down. Really, you know, they've always been top, really great live band. Great stuff. So Shed Seven are going to take your super second slot. Second time they've been chosen for a fantasy festival. They were chosen by Laura Horton for her super seconds act as well. So two appearances for Shed Seven, both in your super second slot. So we'll take another <laughs> half hour break. That'll take us to five o'clock. Be time for our midway madness act, Dean. So who are you going to have in the midway madness act? So we're going for the um, Jim Morrison's going to be reincarnated and uh, Jim Manzarak. Uh, they're going to come back to life to play at St Andrews. So we're going to have the Doors. Yeah, yeah, we're going to have the Doors. Great. See, I don't think there's ever been a band that's ever sounded like them ever. They're just unique, aren't they? And some great, great tunes. Any so, any, yeah, doors. any tracks you'd, you'd want to hear from the Doors at all? Uh, yeah, uh, so I'd love to hear The End because The End is like... Uh, massive songs, about seven minutes, I think. And you got the uh, this music, break on through. There's so many. That'd be a great so set. Yeah. Have you ever? Has anyone ever picked the Doors? Fourth time the Doors have been picked. So Pete Wilkinson uh, from Cast had him as his headliner, and so did Jay Tennant, who I think you probably know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, they were Jay's headliner, and Steve uh, from Embrace had them as his opening act. So fourth time uh, they've been picked. So not not that many, but good to see him make a return to the Fantasy Festival. So a storming first three acts so far. The Doors will play for an hour between five and six in your Midway Madness Act. We've got two slots left. So first of all, we've got your pre-headline act, who we're going to get an hour and a half to play from half past six to eight o'clock. Yeah. So bear in mind who you said your two influences were. I reckon I could probably guess who they're going to be, but I'm not quite sure in what order. We're going to have them. So, Dean, who's going to be your pre-headline act? So, I'm going to go. I'm going to go for the Vert because, uh, and they're going to play their urban hymns from start to finish, plus their other uh, top tunes that'll fill hour and a half. I just think they are. That's their perfect time slot for me in a festival. With sun, sun starting to go down. You know, it's going to be really like start to get spiritual. That spiritual feeling, and uh, I think. Richard Ashcroft is such a spiritual kind of geezer. I think he's uh, that's perfect for them. That's a great shout. Believe it or not, Dean, this is the first time the Verve have ever been picked for a fantasy festival after 115 episodes. No way. Yeah, Richard Ashcroft. Richard Ashcroft got picked as a solo artist yeah. very early on in the Fantastivals podcast yeah. uh, life life cycle. But this is the first yeah. time they've ever been picked, so I'm delighted that you've picked them. Were you, were you ever no, lucky why enough? What's everyone doing? <laughs> <laughs> were you ever lucky enough to see the Verve, Dean? No, I wish I had. I don't know. I, I just seem to to miss them. I don't know how. 
I thought I, I might have been able to catch them when their last album came out, but I, I just missed them for some reason. Um, so yeah, it's a, I, I'd love for them to reunite for another album or something because I I love Richard Ashcroft, but I do think he's better when he's got Nick McCabe by his side with those really cool guitar sounds he creates. He's quite a, um, a unique guitarist, I think Nick McCabe, and I think it's just a great mix him and. Richard's tunes they just create something really special yeah agree with you and Simon Jones on the bass as well was um, an absolute yeah, yeah. immense bass player as well put the four of yeah. them together with the drum the drummer as well yeah. you've got you've got quite a right, lot of and, yeah. yeah drummer you know uh, is it Peter Salisbury or I think that was his yeah. name I think great drummer isn't he drumming for somebody else now I don't I'm know sure what? He, I'm, not drum, sure. I'm sure he drums for the charlatans now. oh no I'm idea sure no idea. I know. I know Simon Jones has been working with a lot of unsigned acts. I know this is War been working with Simon Jones and Nick McCabe seems to have gone off just to the Never regions and just is chilling out somewhere. I guess or I take yeah. it. But yeah. um, I'd love for them to to reunite for another album. I don't think it's going to happen, but it, it would be great. And I'd definitely go and see him if they did. Well, never say uh, never. I'd love to be in the crowd as they play Lucky Man. I'd love that. Be epic. Well, fingers crossed they do make a comeback, but they're going to play Journey to the Sun anyway for an hour and a half in St Andrews. You're going to get to see Rich and Nick and the boys play Urban Hymns in Fall and a few other choice tunes. So they'll play from half six to eight o'clock yeah. and we'll have a half hour break and then we'll have your headline act come on from half eight to 11 o'clock. Two and a half hours for your headline act. So Dean, who's going to be your headline act? It's, it's got to be Oasis for me. Perfect end, end of, a, of a, a gig. It's going to get really messy. There'll be beer chucked head all over the place. Everyone's going to be in the right state. He's going to ask me, but St Andrew's pitch is going to be all churned up. But it doesn't matter because we don't play football anyway. (laughs) (laughs) Now, what what I like asking people when they pick Oasis, to me, there's almost two different spheres of Oasis. There's the early first two albums, right, where you've got Bonehead, Gwigsy, maybe Tony McCarroll. And then after that, after the first two, you're more into a gem... Andy Bell phase. So, who is yeah. going to be in your Oasis lineup? Um, probably. Uh, I'd like the originals to be fair. Apart from the drummer, I think. I think um, when he replaced the first drummer, I think he was an improvement. Um, so, pro- probably you're looking at um, around what's the story era. I'd say for me, I think that was where they were, they were really yeah. great because that's when they had all them massive B sides, so they could easily fill. Two and a half hours because even the B sides were mega. Easy, easy peasy. So, that that would be so messy, wouldn't it? I just, I, I think that would be amazing. That would be a great show. So Oasis is going to headline Journey to the Sun. They're going to play two and a half hours. It's the eighth time Oasis have been picked. Sam Lambeth also picked them uh, as his pre headline act uh just for reference and they've been picked quite a lot recently on this podcast so no one in return to headline journey to the sun give us two and a half hours so at 11 o'clock they're going to welcome back on stage the verve the doors shed seven and the enemy they can also bring out sam lambert if they want you can come out with your guitar yeah, if you want to come out. Yeah. Yeah, as, yeah. as well and they'll get to play one song it could be any song uh of your choice dean so what what would you have that Amazing lineup on stage play to close Journey to the Sun. Well, they're going to be really fortunate to be able to play my song Wishing Well. <laughs> great, <laughs> great stuff. I mean, I guess it's. Wishing Well to me is, a, to my ears anyway, is a perfect festival tune. 
and a bit of a encoreish type. You know, you got the big uh, the Nanars at the end. So yeah, they're going to be really fortunate that I'll let them play my song. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds ace. Sounds ace. So let's lock in then your fantasy festival before you change your minds. So we've got Journey to the Sun taking place at St Andrews. Uh, opening act, we have got The Enemy. Super Seconds, we've got Shed 7. Midway Manners, we've got The Doors. Pre-headline act, we've got The Verve, we're going to play Urban Hymns in full. And headlining, we have got Oasis. And for your encore, they're all going to play Wishing Well. And Sam Lamberth and Dean Dovey are coming out to complete the lineup for that one. Dean, sounds like a great day out to me at St Andrews. Happy with that one? Happy to lock that one in? Yeah, lock in, mate, yeah. Um, yeah. No Villa fans allowed, by the way. <laughs> Great stuff. No Villa shirts allowed. No Grealish Man City shirts are getting in either. It's just pure Birmingham City time for this one. So, Dean, before we finish up then, mate, what do the next few months look like for you? You've obviously put out the album. Have you got more singles ready to go or has that album kind of completed the life cycle of that kind of era for you? Unfortunately, my uh, producer's not very well at the moment. He's um, fighting the big C. So I'm, I'm hoping, um, fingers crossed, he's going to come through it and then we can carry on making some tunes. Uh, I've got, I've got, I've got tunes ready, ready to to record. I'm just giving him uh, some space so he can uh, get well, and then and then we'll we'll see what what happens. But yeah, I've got I've I've got songs songs ready. I've got a lot of ideas ready um, to work on. So there's there's stuff still happening. The creativity hasn't dried up, shall we say? So we'll, we'll we'll see. Yeah, I'm just want to give a shout out to my um my pal Jason Edwards, who's uh, not very well at the minute, and um, I'm just hoping he he gets well soon. He's my producer, and he's just as much a part of that album than than me. You know, without him, it wouldn't have been possible. Great shout! I've got to say, it's a very very well produced <laughs> album. I you know when you when you hear it, and if anyone listening has heard it, you can hear how well produced it is, and all the different sounds and different things are going on in it. So. Yeah, really nice touch there, Dean. All right, so let's let's plug the music then before before we end the episode. So let's plug it again, then, Dean. So where can you be found, uh, and where can people find you on social media as long as along with your music? Uh, yeah, so on Facebook, uh, Instagram, Twitter, uh, just put Dean Dovey in, and you'll you'll find me somewhere. Dean Dovey Music on Instagram and Twitter, and on Facebook actually. I haven't gone into TikTok yet. Although some people keep saying that you should, but I'm a bit wary of TikTok. Although my daughter's on it quite a bit, so she'd probably show me the ropes, can't she? <laughs> <laughs> same here, same here as well. And don't forget Bandcamp, right? So if anyone wants to buy a physical copy of the CD, <coughs> that can be found on Bandcamp by, again, just searching yeah. your name. And then if anyone wants to buy a CD, they can. And hopefully vinyl later in the year or later in the future. Yeah, yeah. Hopefully some vinyl soon uh, in the next two, three months, that'd be nice. Only a limited amount of comp- copies, but yeah, it'd be nice to have a bit of vinyl out there. I'd love to see it on some coloured vinyl, that looked pretty cool. But yeah, Bandcamp is probably the best one. But you know, Spotify, if you're, anyone on Spotify, give us a follow on, on there, or Apple, or Amazon, what, whatever takes your fancy. Great stuff, great stuff. So that is it, everyone. Thank you for listening to the 115th episode of the Fantastical Podcast. And if you've enjoyed this one, please subscribe and give the Fantastical Podcast a review on iTunes or you can rate the show 
on Spotify. Very important that you do so. It pushes us up the algorithms and is always muchly appreciated. Dean is on social. So is the Fantastical podcast. We are on Twitter. So give us a follow at Fantastical P if you don't already do so. Or if you want to email the podcast, you can do that at Fantastical Podcast at Outlook. Dot com. Unfortunately, we don't play music on this podcast, but I'll get some tracks from Dean uh, of his chosen artists and maybe a few from Dean himself. We'll put that in a nice little fantastical Spotify playlist and that'll be at the bottom of your episode description. So Dean, massive thank you, mate, for coming on the podcast. How have you found it? I mean, talking about yourself and your music. I've really enjoyed hearing from you, but how have you found it? That's good fun, mate. Um, thanks for having me on. It's uh, It's good to talk about your stuff, but also good to talk about other bands and musicians. And, uh, you know, a bit of your life story and St. Andrews and what a shithole it is <laughs> at the moment. <laughs> Great stuff. Um, yeah, thanks, for, thanks for having me. It's uh, appreciated. For, thanks for your time. And now, it's been an absolute pleasure having you on, Dean. And I'll be back next week with episode number 116. So please make sure to join me. But until then, stay safe, my fantastical friends. Please continue to spread the word. And that word is fantastical. Thanks for listening.